Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm into God for episode 73 for Sunday, the 20th of March, 2022. In this week's show, we'll be discussing the veil is finally lifted on Warner Brothers Hogwarts Legacy. Worlds collide with the reveal of wrestling RPG WrestleQuest. And we review Piranha Bytes open world RPG sequel Elix 2. As always, I'm joined by Mike. Plot twist, I'm back! <laughs> no, not that they could see you there if they're watching the video. And okay. Swinny. Hello! Uh, how are you guys going? Enjoying life? Meh. Meh. You're very hat. Meh. I realize you guys Meh. always wear hats. I want to join the hat hats. crew. You should join the hat crew. <laughs> yeah. I do it because my hair looks... Okay, Only the cool hosts wear hats on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to see more in-depth coverage of us talking about hats, check out our socials at bigwigpod.com or check the description. So we're gonna we're gonna break the hype news. This is the anti-hype. We need a new segment, Swinny. We we said we we're gonna cover Chrono Trigger for like the last six weeks straight. Thereabouts. We lied. And we're not <laughs> we're not covering it, are we? No, no. That you chose may... not to. May potentially be next week. Uh, depends on, depends on. Who knows? Maybe some massive news drops, and we're like, okay, we have to push it again. God damn it! But well, one day we will cover Chrono Trigger. Yeah, and I guess it's also if you are reviewing anything else. I think that's because you you're plowing through so many games. So I won't be reviewing any game when we get to what we're playing anytime soon. But and and I don't think Mike's going to be reviewing any games. No. Maybe after 150 hours, I'll review a particular game. So when? So when's the Elden Ring review, peeps? Come on! Uh, I, I, like... You guys have had over three weeks. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get into the beast news. Get I'm into just, it. Let's I'm just going to get into what we're playing. Spoiler then. alert! I swear to God, this guy. <laughs> ah. uh, yeah. So, Mike, what have you been playing? All right. So I played a little bit of Gran Turismo Seven. Yeah. Very <laughs> controversial game. Uh, tell me about it. Uh, so. Let's talk a little bit about that controversy, shall we? we I sure. was, I was Make sure you tell it. everyone the backstory, who, as if they don't know anything. Okay, let's pretend you don't know anything. So, Gran Turismo came out a few weeks ago, and much like some of the previous titles, um, specifically I think we covered this two weeks ago when, when I spoke about it on the show, um, it actually went back to its roots to a large extent. Mm. You know, you, you start off uh, with, with practically nothing, your little Toyota Yaris... Um, or whatever other little compact car you can start off with, um, and you progress your way through through championships, and you earn more money, and and you get better cars, and life is awesome, and you know you feel a sense of accomplishment doing all of that. Life is awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic life is for a good. couple of weeks okay. until 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 what is it? Two days ago now, when Polyphony Digital released an update, and in that update they nuked and nerfed um, the amount of money you would earn from a whole bunch of races, which, by the way, weren't particularly generous to begin with. They weren't exactly... Oh, super grindy. They, they were pretty grindy to begin with. And the reason why I say they're pretty grindy to begin with is because, to put it into perspective, one of the, um, the, the legendary cars that you can get, which is the McLaren F1, that a lot of people want to drive. It's, it's, it's a freaking amazing car um, to 
in real world and obviously as a collector because the whole game's about realistic driving and collecting cars and whatnot um you know people wanted to get their car that car is 18 and a half million credits from memory now in, in a typical play session how many credits would you get it's hard for me to say in a typical just ballpark in, in 10 minutes or to, something. oh look in 10 minutes i reckon maybe if you get 130 150 let's say 150 maybe. not 1000 150 I, I didn't do the grindy races so i don't know what the best ratio is um i because that's the other thing there used to be um a particular track that people did over and over and over again to be able to to get credit to get some of these cars so just um, uh jumping in with the maths jinx- that's 200 hours then at that run I rate, I probably imagine it's about. I wouldn't be surprised if it's for, about for that, that, that car. That's obviously that's crazy. a lot of cars. This is like our battlefront level. Oh, totally. Now, but here's the catch. Here's the catch. The game has microtransactions because you can go and you can purchase credits with real money, of course, that you're able to to go and do this. Now, don't quote me on this, but when I roughly looked at at one of the cars, and I don't think it was even this car. I think it was an even cheaper car. Um, I think it was like 60 bucks or something to purchase one of the cars. Australian, Australian yeah. Um, and it varies depending on the car and stuff that you want. And the problem is, I just don't, I don't see how realistically playing the game, you can play it long enough to get some of these cars. Mm. I, now, I was just saying, I made the mistake of checking out a thread, I think it was on the Gran Turismo subreddit, and mm. p- there's people defending this by saying... You know how much the, these costs, the ga- cars cost in real life? You're not meant to. You're not meant to. You're meant to work for this. You're meant to. It's something to attain. It is so ridiculous. People defending the amount of time that it would take to unlock this without buying market, the microtransactions. I'm, I'm okay that's, with that's people saying because one thing that um, uh, what's the guy uh, behind Polyphony? Kaz. Kaz. Forget I think it name. is or something like that. Um, you know how they're saying they wanted to mirror the real life car prices, but that to me is they in don't. terms of the relative difference. So, like if a Toyota Yaris is like a thousand credits, then you know the McLaren F1 is you know whatever it is, hundred thousand credits, right? Like it's relatively priced correctly. That doesn't excuse at all like the top end being sixty Australian dollars, which is very aggressive. Look, um, I can look at proper numbers next time and actually do a full calculation that's that's a bit more accurate, but. It's it's ridiculous, but I think what 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 is also ridiculous, and I mentioned some of this stuff as well, mm. is some of the payouts and the way the payouts work. For, so, for instance, you're given um, you, you're given little tick reward tickets, like the the one that's actually on screen right now. It's a roulette ticket, and I know that I, I hate to to be culturally inappropriate here, but we've spoken about how some of these Japanese games tend to have this roulette slash gambling element to it. Um, and I despise it in a game like this. To be fair, um, Forza Horizon, Forza also, Horizon, has Horizon also had it as and well. And to be fair, um, a lot of Western games had like... And actually a lot of Western games like, too. They but almost in, in, popularized in fact, that. Everyone bloody does it. They probably popularized it more than that. If the shout um, out to Epic, actually, they removed it from Fortnite. That actually started a chain of other games removing loot boxes. They can fuck right off. Um, <laughs> so so this is really... This is, this is, a, this is a loot box in, in a huge... Well, it's it's a loot box disguised as a as a roulette ticket. It's the same shit, um, and you get one in five. You, well, you get five different things that you could potentially get, 
And I'm a little bitter because every single thing I ever got was absolutely shit. Um, and you get teased by something that's half decent and you don't get it. You just get some some trash instead, mm. like 2,000 credits that you literally can't do anything with. Or a part for a car that you don't give a shit about and you're probably never going to drive. Um, which in and of itself also introduces a lot of bullshit about being competitive if you have that part and you're racing against someone who doesn't and all sorts of other jazz. Um, anyway, the one thing that also just just kind of actually pissed me right off is they have limited time ability to get certain cards. So you get an invitation to buy certain cards. And here's the funny thing. I started my career and I've got, a, I don't know, about a hundred thousand credits or something. Peanuts, like absolutely peanuts. I can't even buy a shitty secondhand Porsche with that kind of money in the game. And I get an invitation. I get all excited. Like, Oh, what's this? What's this? This is, this is so cool. And the invitation is to buy an Austin Martin. That was two and a half mil or something. And it's limited time. But of course, when you're starting off, you don't have anywhere near that amount of money. Like nowhere near mm. that amount of money. I don't even think I could play the game enough to get that money before the invitation expires. But of course, I can go and I can buy 2 million credits from the store with 16 Australian dollars, whatever the hell it is, to buy that limited car just in case I miss out on it. These practices may be on a free-to-play game, maybe on a mobile game, sure, maybe, because they got to get their money somehow. But if I'm paying 125 Australian dollars, because this is a full price game, Jesus. that's how much these games are. It's a full price game. <laughs> it's not like it's not even like a cheap sixty dollar game or something. But like Mike, that, if you put it that way, it's not a full game. It's a full this price game, not, but it's not it's a full, full price game. game. I honestly don't think it's a full game. It's it's ridiculous. So anyway, I ended up returning returning my copy. I'm not saying everyone should do that, but I tend to sometimes vote with my wallet. And yeah, if, if I strongly believe in something like this, well, fuck you. I'm not continuing to sponsor it's it's a shame because otherwise it was a great game i yeah. enjoyed playing it um but it's just it's just it's a bullshit practice it's so greedy from sony because i'm assuming it's a sony thing not necessarily a polyphony digital thing oh of course but, it's a publisher yeah um did the people at eb say any people were returning it or well i happened to do it on on the morning after the oh because you couldn't play the game either by the way and that was a big thing that i wanted to that was a thing too yeah yeah it's drm for a single player game which is you know very common (laughs) for xbox but starting to become more common for playstation and you got to remember as well sony very arrogantly published i think it was like back in 2013 you know no drm for single player games it's just as simple as that like in a tweet right and now they're starting to do that, even for PS4 games, because this is a PS4 game as well, hmm. right? So it's kind of contradictory to what they're even saying. Um, but it was down for 30 hours. Yep. So you couldn't play the game for 30 hours because it's got this DRM as well. So yeah. you couldn't even play it offline, like an old version of it. It's ridiculous. What, like, what am I paying $125 for? That's really bad. <laughs> to stare at a, a message that says, I can't play. I, I never bought the game to play multiplayer. I don't play multiplayer in these kind of games. I have friends that do. But this was a purely single-player campaign experience, which, by the way, is what they advertised it at as well. So I can I can actually see this going to to court in the US as an example. I totally can, um, especially with the the huge backlash. It's sitting at two point five out of ten on Metacritic at, at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. For user scores, yeah. For user scores, um, obviously, it's getting review bombed. For whether that's fair or not is a completely different discussion, but. And I think it actually is fair in this in this sense because maybe then they hear the community yeah. and start turning back some of this bullshit. Um, but but yeah, just it's it's it pissed me right off. I returned it, and I think I'm at least for for a while. If they do fix this, you know, I'll get back into it, no doubt, because it's a fantastic game. Otherwise, but that's it for me. But it, there's no fixing when they've done something like this. It's 
they, they're only ever going to tweak it. They're not going to remove the microtransactions. They make it more affordable, but it's still going to be ridiculous. It's interesting. They're still like, they're kind of in the, stuck in the middle of a like Forza Horizon versus iRacing. I don't know if you know iRacing on PC. Yep. Yeah. Cause like that is so expensive. iRacing. It's crazy. It literally will cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars per year to get enough cars and tracks and stuff like that. Because um, I know a lot of enthusiasts still actually like Gran Turismo. So, but like, I'm the same as you. Like, unless it's, you know, I, I can't imagine God, like the idea. And, you know, you got to thank Nintendo for a bit of this. You know, imagine like a Mario with like littered with microtransactions on the console game. It would piss me off so much. But I probably honestly still play it. And same as Zelda. But these games where I'm like, I was really close to getting Gran Turismo 7. I think it would be a really cool game to play after Elden Ring. It's like very big change. Yeah. And <laughs> I just can't support this bullshit. Like I get if, you know, they want to have microtransactions, but I should be able to do most things in the game if I put in like 150 hours. That's my kind of view on the mm. life of it, right? The idea of just like, oh, I'll never be able to get, you know, 10% of the cars unless I buy them. It just pisses me off, right? Even and then also that, like, yeah. you know, another game that really was the worst offender of this was uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, the remake for Crash Team mm. Racing, where they released it with no microtransactions, had reviews and everything like that all locked in, and then one month after release, did a patch and added microtransactions. Wow. And I was like, I'll never buy that game ever. Like, F that that's game. Shady. Like, that's bullshit. Oh, that's so, so shady. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty sad. Like, yeah, a lot of people are bouncing on this game, Grand Turismo 7. So, it, feels, but, it feels like... A very unSony move. Now, I'm not saying yeah, they've never had mm. any games with microtransactions, but and look, I can't also. I know Gran Turismo Sport was a that was free to play, wasn't it, Mike? Gran Turismo Sport. No, 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 no. That's a full fledged game. game. That was a full yeah. fledged game. I thought that it, was that free had microtransactions. It's more too. focused on uh, more multiplayer. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I yeah, because I'd heard some people saying that um, comparing Sport to Seven. I obviously can't talk to either one of them, but. Oh, okay, so that was, wasn't free to play either. No, no it that wasn't. But the prices of vehicles were way more reasonable. I yeah. think the McLaren that I used as an mm. example was something like 10 times cheaper in terms of credits in the previous title in sport. So it might have been 1.8 million or something from memory. I forget exactly how much. Um, it was more realistic and attainable. And the actual cost of the cars was cheaper. You could buy a lot of the cars for something like three, four bucks. I forget exactly. But yeah, no, cheap. you're 100% right, Mike. And then also the other fact is they did remodel a lot of the cars, but some of them are pretty much straight lifted from Sport, like uh, GT Sport, but they cost 10 times more, like Mike's saying. So people have bought them in GT Sport. They pretty much look like the exact same car, and then you're pay- buying it again and paying 10 times the price. So mm. That's right. In the next Gran Turismo, where all the cars are NFTs, you'll be able to share them between the different games in the series. <laughs> I am so surprised they haven't done that. Honestly, with some of the comments Sony had made before, I think they backtracked on NFTs. I, I could totally have seen them. Oh, putting them I know NFTs. what you know. What the next thing that's going to happen? It's they're going to have subscriptions to a car. So instead of paying six, you look at you, Mike. You know this is. I got the business brain working on this shit. Instead of going sixty bucks, that's very like oh horrible, right? Let's let's just charge you four ninety nine for the McLaren F one per month. Per month, yeah. People are gonna, rent people gonna buy it, man. People are to gonna rent buy the it. car in game. You know, yeah. people will. Oh my god! I mean, there's jokes online about 
That yeah, dude, dude, it could totally happen. Mark, yeah. mark my words. Let's come back to this podcast. <laughs> let's take this clip now, out. Let's let's move on to a game that that's completely literally does the complete yeah. opposite when it comes to when it comes to consumer friendliness, in so much as it just keeps giving you more and more and more. Elden Ring. Yeah, we've both been playing. So this. we have both been playing it. Dare I say, smashing? This is my it. life. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Work, my family, girlfriend. and Elden Ring. <laughs> that's it. That's that's all there is. How many hours are you into it, Mike? Seventy. Seventy three, I think. Jesus. And and here's the crazy part. I I looking at the physical map because the more you kind of play, the more yeah. it, it opens the map a bit. Yeah. Even though there's a there's a and we should say there's going to be no there. spoilers. No 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 spoilers at all. Yeah. Um, very minor light spoilers. If you you know. Yeah, you get a progressive map, but that's pretty common in open world games. But yeah, go on. Pretty much. Uh, but you don't get to see the size of the full map at the start, from what I recall. Um, it's a bit of a no, blur now. No. Trying to remember, yeah, no, I don't think no. you do. I think it slowly kind of gets bigger, yeah. and you're like, what the hell? How big is this place? I don't know if I've done half of the landmass. Oh, I should I send the screenshot to me. I want to see. Because there's some I'll other stuff that happens in it. That I was like, oh my god, damn, there's more to this game. What? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. crazy. Because I, I reckon I'll send you a screen, screenshot. Just judging by what I what I have revealed so far, I'm assuming there's nothing else that's going to open up more. If it does, oh my god, it's even it's even yeah. worse. I reckon halfway halfway there. Like what the hell? It's seventy something hours, and I'm not. That's not a complaint. It's not a complaint no. at all because it's been a freaking awesome seventy hours. Look, some of it might have been idle, and some of them might have been me grinding a particular mob or whatever. But um, in any case, I think you know because we're just talking about Gran Turismo. I just got to reiterate the fact that this game does so much stuff right. And it's so much stuff that is so player friendly, which I know sounds funny for a game like this. That's ridiculously hard that alienates a lot of people originally because they're like, oh my God, it's too hard. What the fuck? It should have this and this and this. But it does so many things within the type of game that it is so goddamn well. It's amazing. I love it. It's, It's super cool. And now in the latest patch, they also included, which I know some players weren't as happy with but i i think it's it's a good addition um just just little things on the map where the npcs or the the the, the merchants are yeah hey, you're eating into one minute for the swing what do you do oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry whatever we had to quickly talk about it it's a so huge update in the last this, yeah this is all part patch. of the 1.0.3 update and it, that, that was a really good patch it was actually a really big patch big download but they I, I, like i lines. think everything was very fair in that patch there was some yeah, stuff that I totally. was abusing. Yeah, uh, like, you know, we won't mention what <laughs> what they are, but there's a couple of things that you're like, ah, look, this game's already hard enough. I'm going to take advantage of whatever I can. And yeah. they pretty much nerfed all of the key things that people were doing. They did, but they made them fair. The yeah. only thing that pissed me yeah. off is, and I won't say who, but there's a boss that they nerfed completely. Like, oh. completely nerfed. And I beat it, and I was, like, struggling so hard. I'm like, oh, this is pissing me off so oh, much. Damn. I finally beat it, and then, like... Three days later, they patch comes out and they nerf that boss. I'm like, damn it! I should have waited. Son of a... <laughs> I don't want to play something that's hard, but um, I totally agree. Like, I don't at all understand the take that people have that this is the hardest FromSoft game. Like, that is just crazy to me. Like, how's this the hardest yeah, FromSoft not for game? Me. Definitely not. Not the hardest. There's so and... many ways that you can, you know, cheese and grind, and and it's not like bad grinding. Like, there's spots where. It's super intentional that you're you're meant to farm, hmm. you know, and 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 at a level of 
it's not like super late into the game or anything like that. So if you sort of starting to struggle, it's like, okay, you can go crazy and spend yeah. a couple of hours and become like a, you know, level 80 or something like that. Yeah. So they give you that choice. That's the yeah. cool thing about the yeah, game. So it many choices. In this game. Anything. Exactly. Choice exactly. is probably, that's actually, that's probably the word I was trying to look for. Choice is what this game gives you. It's really, really well done. You're uh, the, the abusing a thing is really funny because I was abusing a particular skill, but not, I wouldn't say intentionally abusing it to cheat. It's just naturally you go, oh, but this seems to work really well. Why don't I just keep doing this, right? Because yeah. you get rewarded for doing it by being able to kill enemies. So why not? But the problem is I did get to a point where I'm like, man, this feels like it's, it's cheating myself. It yeah, feels but... like there's no way to play the game properly, but I feel like I'm not playing the way I want to play the game, if that makes sense. Because I'm using this skill way too much. Oh, I and think I know what you're up, talking about. That one that you know they, the one, yeah. yeah, a, yeah, certain, yeah. a certain ice thing. And yeah, that was that was massive. That was, a little, that was like almost cheesing the game. It kind of felt like cheesing in a lot of it. Look, it wasn't it wasn't like a major god or anything like that. But there yeah. were so many instances where it was so bloody useful. So yeah, they 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 nerfed the hell out of that. But I love that. I love that it forced me to go and do something else. It forced me to yeah. try a different build, a bunch of different skills, different weapons, all sorts yeah. of shit. I ended up using the skill again, even if it's in its nerfed form, because in certain situations it is useful. Yeah. But I feel like that's how it probably should be from a balancing perspective, the yeah. way it is now. So again, like fucking brilliant patch. Really glad they actually did that. Sorry to the people that got pissed off because they were abusing a particular system. But clearly they didn't do it to be complete dicks to the players because they left the farming spots there oh, you could yeah, have easily sure. changed that but clearly it's there because oh, super it's, intentional. it's for you to go and have the liberty yeah. to go do that kind of stuff if you want to and if you don't want to do it and you want to make the game hard for yourself go ahead and make the hard the game and, hard and you definitely can there's like so many additive stuff to fights like boss fights as well where you can do extra things or not like choose not to do any of those things <laughs> it's up to you like to approach the game however you want so i love it from that perspective this game is just so awesome like it's so, it's like 100 percent grabbed me as much as Breath of the Wild has. Um, the only thing is I just wish I could play it portably. Like, I mm, wish that I could play cool. it on the Steam Deck. That I feel so jealous for everyone who gets to play this game on the Steam Deck. Like, that's, like, mm. insane that you can do that. And then what go back to the Steam. What platform are you playing it on, Swinney? Uh, I am currently not playing Elden Ring, Mike. <laughs> I still find that crazy. That. And also, that. what a dumb question, as if he's not going to play it on Xbox. Like, there's, like, zero chance... <laughs> I literally, it was like, I literally own it on Xbox. Why would I play it on anything? That was a multifaceted dumb question. <laughs> Even if it was like broken, I think you'd play it on Xbox over PS5. Because you'd be like, ah, they get to fix it one day. Of course. Because <laughs> yeah. awesome. you can get all the achievements in a single playthrough per se, right? There's yeah. No... So on that, you'd be, you'd be happy to know this, Winnie. I think I'm going to go for the platinum on this game. I, I'm like just enjoying it so much, but I won't do it the proper way. I'll... Save mm-hmm. scum the ending. I think there's like some stuff you need uh, to do at the end. Cool. Um, now you need to go back and platinum the previous games as well. Nah, 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 nah. Like I know, literally, I I'm only looking at it because it doesn't have any. I know like Dark Souls has a couple where I'm like, ah, I just couldn't be f to do that. It's the same as Dark Souls three, but this game doesn't have like I went through just at a high level without spoiling myself. Like, what does it want you to do? And it's very straightforward. It's like very much like play the game, get through all the things, do the optional key stuff and, you know, amp up your weapons and stuff like that. It's all stuff I'm happy to do. It's kind of like all the stuff I did for Breath of the Wild that there's no trophy or achievements or anything like that. But yeah, it's hard not to gush about this game. I feel like we're going to be talking about it for a while. In terms of like finishing the game, Mike, 
you know, do you mm. have a sense in your mind how, how much further you've got to go? Like I said, just based on the map itself, maybe halfway there. But I, I haven't, because I don't know where the story, it's, it's not like, it doesn't have quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. I have no idea what, all I know is I'm, I'm talking to all these NPCs and I feel like they're really key people and this is a really key item that they've given me that is probably going to affect the ending or some shit like in the previous games. But I have no idea where I'm going to use it, when I'm going to use it, where the yeah. hell it is. It's so esoteric. I love it. Yeah. yeah, like even on that, like, because we're both playing it, like, especially the story stuff and just what you need to do blind. And, you know, I'm like banging my head on the wall sometimes. I'm like, where am I meant to go? Like, what, like, what the hell am I meant to do? And some stuff is so, like, buried. Like, yeah, really? oh, I'm sure I missed a lot of stuff. I'm yeah. meant to go through Even this catacomb and then find this teleporter or something. Like, there's literally yeah. no other way to do it. And sometimes it's like, there's two ways to get somewhere. And that's it. Like, and if you don't find those two ways, you'll never get there. <laughs> like, it's like, yep. shit. But it, like, this is just the amazing thing of the game. It's so structured to force you to explore. It's like even the first boss that, you know, it's been in the trailers and everything like that. You know, it's difficult if you're not leveled up and you haven't done some stuff. So it's like really there to go, all right, go you're back, talk- go look around, go do something else. But you're talking about the optional one that you don't even have to do. <laughs> Is it the one I'm thinking? No, no, no. I'm not talking about the... Not the castle? I'm talking about the boss. The first boss. First story boss. Yeah, the the cutscenes and stuff. You have to do that boss. No, you don't. Fully optional. I don't think you can complete the game if you don't do that No, you can. It's a fully optional boss. You only have... Yeah, you can. You can completely bypass that entire area. I'm not saying you can't bypass the area, but I don't think you you can actually finish the game. I think you can. Okay, yeah. we'll talk about it off air. We might have to correct it later, but I, I reckon... I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I'm like 99% it. sure you're All wrong. All right. Uh, we're, talking about, we're talking about the castle, dude, right? Certain castles. Yeah, like there's a gate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the first one. Like, it's not like a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I'm pretty sure part. you can completely bypass Pretty that. sure. Okay. Yep. <laughs> but, well, we'll yeah. see who's right. We'll look it up. Well, also, some I of the methods... I wish no. <laughs> some of the methods that, like, speedrunners have managed to, like, to get to the game, like, 30 minutes, some of those methods have been patched out. So, what some bosses maybe people thought were optional because they had those methods to get around by glitches or something maybe they've been patched so. but i think this particular one is completely optional mm. yeah uh, no it says here it's not an optional oh i can send it to you well, anyway. yeah we'll talk about it i just went to anyway, extra life. about the same one it literally has it written like this this is not an optional okay, boss see. as players send me the one you, you're thinking of <laughs> in advance i'm like okay. this is like literally maybe we're thinking about a different <laughs> boss huh what this is the first story boss. I don't know how you could think any other bosses. It's like they literally almost say, "This is the first story boss." Yeah, because I thought you could completely buy. Anyway, the entire... anyway, you're wrong. Yeah. We've corrected. Whatever. You send me so. the link of that boss. <laughs> okay. This is Margot, <laughs> the Omen King. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was optional. It hmm. might have been glitched before, but it's definitely anyway. not intended to be optional at okay. all. Um, but yeah, look, I, I still think Dark Souls is like a greater game, if that makes sense. Like, I'll never get past that just for what it introduced and brought together, but I'd love this way more than Dark Souls. Like, Dark Souls was, like, painful almost to me. <laughs> like, SNO and stuff like that. Oh, fuck. I was like, I hate this game. It was like, I, I, you know, I think it was just random luck that I was able to beat SNO in, like, I don't know how many turns it was, a dozen turns or something like that, right? But that was pissing me off so much, more than any boss in this game has so far. So I, I can't wait till you play it, Sweeney. It's gonna be insane. Hang, um, hang on a sec. It it says that. Oh Jesus! It said well because it says that this boss is found in a different place. It's not 
That's not. That's <laughs> Look, not. This may have spoilt a bit of no, my no, it's not a bit talk, of my this story. Is not talk about like. But I don't think rest. it's the same. Take. Yeah, look, this is confusing. I'm not talking about a boss that you fight 50 hours into the game, am I? When I say the first boss, no, but you how don't could have that possibly do... be the first boss? You because absolute I have idiot. A feeling this. No, you're talking about a different one. You're talking about Margot. Yes, the that's Oven the King? first boss. No, he's not the first boss. Oh, he's in. God. He's in. He's in the royal capital, according to this. You don't get to that. To oh, that am I? Oh, way sorry, later in sorry, the game. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, it's the table's turn. Have the table's oh. turn. Oh, the boss is optional. <laughs> the boss uh-huh. is optional. <laughs> this has been uh-huh. a this has been a massive, <laughs> massive turnaround. <laughs> the one you're talking yes. about. Oh, no, wait, is let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about but it. Controversy about. Just... I will apologize. You know to what's Mike. controversial? I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. What's controversial is that I think that just spoiled part of the. the no, story no, let's not me. talk about it. Just me looking on. at this wiki page. Well, don't look at it. But thanks for that. I shouldn't. Have You're not up to that. that bit. Okay, interesting. No, I'm not up to that bit. But now it's finally spoiled. That you know bit. how I'm how I'm like dyslexic. To me, they're just the exact same name. Margot, Margaret, whatever. They're, they're the same. That, wow, that's confusing. I, I yeah. should probably actually look at that wiki page that in detail funny. now. So I, I swear to God, that wasn't an optional boss. But I do find it funny that the other one isn't optional. Um, yeah, no, this game's amazing. Like it is. Oh, Jesus, like, I do feel terrible for games that are coming out. And I'm going to be so fascinated with Breath of the Wild this year, like Breath of the Wild 2, because the biggest criticism, and I I don't mind, like, I don't, there's pretty much almost very little that I dislike about Breath of the Wild. You know, I know that Sweeney's not a big fan of um, weapon degradation and a few other things, and, you know, that's fine. Like, I think that's an opinion thing, but... It's a fact. I do for sure agree that the lack of dungeons in Breath of the Wild felt like something that was missing in that game. And then you play this game and it has everything that Breath of the Wild has in terms of exploration. And then it has big ass fucking dungeons. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, they did and it. small ones. So if Breath of the Wild 2 doesn't have these dungeons, I genuinely think people will just go, like, Elden Ring had all that stuff. It had all the, you know, the open world plus the mega dungeon, like these dungeons are massive. It's crazy. Like it literally is like a Dark Souls game plus the open world. So yeah, I'm so fascinated to some of these games coming out, you know, Starfield. Like everyone's going to compare all these games mm. to Elden Ring now. <laughs> like it's the new Breath of the Wild comparison, which is going to piss people off for the next couple I, of years. So I am worried about it a little bit because I feel like it's, it's the pinnacle of what I want in a game. Because I love the Dark Souls formula and they took yeah. it and they just made it to perfection that after uh, this i'm like the hell am i gonna really play to enjoy it the same way i just love it so much that everything else is just gonna feel emptier and i have to like readjust my i don't know i'm, I'm not looking forward to finishing it so that's like why me play, playing yes, a mix yeah. of triple a games uh, b games everything in between uh, sets your expectation smart. on a on a yeah. straight line, that's what it is. Yeah. It's when he's dating he the best threes last. and tens and fours and he can preach yeah. yeah. all ladies. Yeah. <laughs> or men. I mean, you know, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. he's into. Um, last thing I just wanted to say on that, though, I don't agree with you. I think that Dark Souls, uh, the, the formula in Dark Souls, the tension of dying and losing your souls, fighting to get back to where you were, everything like that is kind of what they were going for and was perfectly executed from my perspective. This game, I don't have the same tension. I lost 150,000 mm. runes on a run one time. Like I got killed and I'm like, shit, I better get back to get those 150,000 yeah. runes. 
and I died, and I was like, yeah, well, whatever. There's like plenty of what you mean farming I, spots. I, like I it, it makes me feel too, like I don't yeah. give a shit about the runes. I thought of that too, but here's the thing: I remember that happening in Dark Souls towards the mid game to the end as well. At a certain point, I just didn't give it. I never gave a shit anymore because I knew if I lost whatever, I could go get more from wherever. So I found okay. that in because in, in, you had Dark Root, was it Dark Root Garden, um, Swinney, where you had that yep. hidden bonfire? Yeah, where they you could farm the hell stuff. out of that. Yeah, I got a lot of with yeah, the ghosts and shit. I did that. Whenever, yeah. like, oh, I lost and they never and, and they never patched that out. That's intentional. Well, intentional but as well, I think. Yeah. I don't. That but wasn't, I know what you mean at the same time. That's not as crazy as this game. Like the farming spot in this game feels like it's ten times more productive than yeah, in Dark Souls. I, hmm, it is, but I again I, I remember at the start before coming to this particular spot. I I definitely did feel that same sense of tension. I'm like, oh mm. shit, I just lost three thousand. No, no, no. I I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. Okay. Is nothing. I probably I should clarify. Nothing now. Hundred yeah. percent. I felt like that until I found some good farming spots. Yeah, it was there. Yeah, whatever. Which yeah. makes me always think. Like, I wonder what the game would feel like if they got rid of those farming spots. Which to me, like, it's a bit like the easy mm. mode in the game. Like, if you ignored those parts of the game, fire out. The game's way harder. It's, it's hard to ignore them, man. It's hard because it's so tempting to go... Mate, the game's already hard enough. I don't want to make it harder on myself. I know. Unless you, unless you do a soul level one run. The fact that people are already doing that in this game is insane. Crazy. You know, I looked at the... I, I, <laughs> I really love Dark Souls. That game is so good. Like, I actually might play it again, which is insane for me. And I looked at the soul level one, or whatever it's called, run. I'm like, oh, it's not as... Well, I'm not going to say it's not crazy. But it's not as extreme as I thought it was because I didn't realize. Elden Ring or Dark Souls? Dark Souls. I told you that, and you didn't yeah. believe me. Well, I didn't understand because the way I played Dark Souls was mixed blind, and I didn't go too deep on the mechanics mm. and stuff, like you know, adding stuff to my like mm. weapons and all this other kind of stuff. I didn't realize you could just get certain items that it's like, oh, boost these stats and do. That. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like yeah. a pseudo leveling up anyway. Well, that's why I talked about with Smell and Ornstein um, that. I used the red tear ring strategy on them. Sure, it made it hard because it couldn't get hit, but the damage I was doing was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're skilled at dodging enemy attacks in Dark Souls One, then you can you can obliterate enemies. It's still challenging, but mm. that's all I was saying, like when I complete it and you're like, Oh no, no, I'm like, it's not as Take the wasn't as hard as people thought because I still think it's the the though. Souls games, and I can't speak for Elden Ring, but Souls games are all about the gear you have, not the character yeah. stats you have. I, look, I ultimately agree that it's not as crazy as I thought initially. It's still pretty crazy. Like, to me, it's like just beating Dark Souls anyway is a really good achievement. Like, mm. beating it then with that added mm. level of difficulty. Um, but yeah, it's probably not quite as crazy. But yeah, I don't know about this game if I'll ever play it again. It's just so freaking long. I kind of just want to do everything in this playthrough and then move on, but... Other unless games, yeah. I don't unless know you want to say bother. anything else, Mike, we've gone on for like no, half no, an hour. No, no, I'm the same. I'm the same with you. I, I, I think maybe years down the track, I might play yeah. it again. It's just that, like a I'm remaster version, a hun- maybe a remaster. If yeah. I'm going to put 150 hours into this game, the fact that you can respec and you can always do new game plus and whatnot. But new game plus is like a new run for me. I'm not going to do new game plus. Um. If I completely wrap everything up in, in the first one, I'd play it just to kind of go through that initial stage. Oh, where you're again. just fucking people up and stuff? Yeah, well... Is that what happens in New Game Plus? I don't even know. No, not really. Because it, oh, okay. they scale up as well, That's so... Yeah, yeah but then, gen- if it's, it's anything... Easier. If it's anything like the Dark Souls games, the, mm. still the first third of the game on New Game Plus... You really breeze through yeah. the bosses. Yeah. So if it's anything like that, I, yeah. can't, I don't know in this one. Well, it seems like that because I've seen some people play the new game plus and they're just like got crazy weapons and just 
destroying mobs of enemies. Like, it's definitely not like that when you first start playing the game. Um, maybe we'll move on, Mike, because we have yeah. been banging on about Elden Ring a while. Um, we love it. I have been playing Elden Ring, and then also, <laughs> because I've been commuting again, I've uh, dusted off the Switch, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't have a Steam Deck. I'll definitely be playing Steam Deck Elden Ring if I could, but dusted off the Switch and started playing Triangle Strategy again, or continuing, and... Fuck me, that game has long story shit. Like, <laughs> I enjoy it. And I, I checked online. I'm like, damn, man, like, there's really a lot of story. And supposedly, like, once you get to chapter four, it starts to level out a bit. But it's like, I, I, I swear it was like one hour of story at one point. Whereas, like, every time I'm picking it up and dropping it and going back to it, I'm like, am I going to fight anyone? <laughs> like, Jeez. I'm literally just playing a story. <laughs> it's like mind blowing to me. Like it wasn't, it's definitely not what I expected in that way, but it's still a very cool game. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, and then the last one for me was, I uh, started playing the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC. So I don't know what they're calling it. The booster pack, I think from memory. Wave one. Sounds, sounds about right. I'm pretty sure it's the wave one of the booster pack. Um, and it's awesome. Like, I think the thing for me that I was worried about was that I heard some people, and I feel like it's more of a rumor than anything else, that the tracks would be all the models from Mario Kart Tour, because a lot of the tracks that are announced are actually tracks that have appeared in Mario Kart Tour that aren't in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So I'm kind of like, that does make sense. Nintendo is just known for like taking an asset from one thing and just dropping it into another. Um, yeah, but, they've been dropping the Mario asset since nineteen eighty nine. But to be to be fair, the uh, most mobiles are way more powerful than the bloody Switch anyway. Well, Switch is an sure Android phone anyway, really. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, or tablet. Um, yeah, it's called Booster Course Pack. That's what it's called. Um, so there's going to be forty eight courses. There's four initially released. But yeah, I was I was really happy to see it wasn't like that. Like they just to me, I, I didn't analyze the hell out of it. It's just in terms of my impressions. It felt very much just like another set of Mario Kart tracks, which is awesome because I have played through the 48 tracks that are currently in the game stacks of times. And it's cool just to kind of go, oh, okay, I'll just dial into this game, play through these. I always like to get gold and everything, all the categories. I'm still not a fan of 200 CCs. Like to me, Mario Kart, the pinnacle of Mario Kart is when you never touch the brake. I find that with 200 mm. CCs, maybe it's just I'm not good enough. I do actually have to tap off the accelerator or tap the brake a little bit. And I know it sounds dumb because there is an accelerator and there's a brake and I never use it in 150cc. It's just flat out all the time. But that to me is Mario Kart. Pretty much every other Mario Kart game I've played is like, you just go flat out all the time. So I'm just not a fan of 200ccs. Um, But no, it's awesome. Like really, really enjoy it. And it's so fucking Nintendo the way they rolled this out. So Mm. I, you know, updated my Mario Kart 8. Cool. Jumped into it, and it's got the new screen. I'm like, oh, sick. It's got, like, the new tracks. Click on the track to play it, and it's like, oh, you need to have, you know, a booster pack, or, like, booster course pack. I'm like, what the hell? Or it's like, you need to be a Nintendo Switch Online Premium or whatever it's called. I'm like, yeah, I am that. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's so ridiculous. You have to go into the Nintendo Switch Online Premium app, then go through, like, click it all the way through, find the booster course pack, click in it, and then it jumps into the store where it goes, oh, you could buy it, and then it has a little download button. And you've got to click download, and that's the only way you can activate it. I'm like, why is it like this? It doesn't make any sense. It's like, I'm, I'm subscribed. Just freaking, like, work. 
Like, yeah, it's just like very, very Nintendo. So, yeah, that kind of pissed me off. But, um, they don't make w- enough money to fix stuff like that. So no, it's just no. But um, I'll, I'll definitely be playing more of the Switch games now that I'm starting to go back into work in person. Um, for <laughs> international listeners, Australia's been pretty much locked up for like two years, and it feels like all the lockdowns are finished now, pretty much. So we're all starting to get back to work very uh, timidly, I think. Um, and then yeah, over to you, Swinney. What have you been playing? Not Elden Ring. No, not Elden Ring. <laughs> um, frowny face. Uh, I. Uh, it's it's coming though. It's coming. I'll uh, I'll be getting my Elden Ringing on pretty soon. Um, oh, now I'm I interested have, to hear. I'm it, looking yeah. forward to it. I, really I have am. been playing a lot of a game. I'll be talking about later, uh, quite a bit called Elix Two. I'll be reviewing that. It's the latest RPG from not Alex <laughs> RPG from Piranha Bytes. But some other stuff I've been playing. So <laughs> more so, I've been watching, but I have been playing a little bit of. GeoGuessr. Have oh. you guys ever heard of GeoGuessr? How do people? How are yeah, people good that... at this? It's incredible. Oh, it is. Watching. So I've been. I stuck almost think in it's the... fake when people it's... are good at it. Yeah, watching like people it's on YouTube. It is insane that they're dropped in and they're like, oh, I'm. Oh, those trees. I'm in Kenya. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's people that would be bullshit, but there's also I... some channels that I'm like, these. The they've staked their whole reputation channel based on right this, yeah. but also like. Um, I think it's called uh, I think it's named Geo Wizard Channel where he'll actually in real life get his girlfriend to drive like five hours in the UK, drop oh, him off somewhere, cool. and cool. then he, he has to guess in real life where he is. That's cool. That's it's cool. it's pretty funny, but I've been playing a bit of that. Um, oh, you've been actually playing it? I'm playing a little bit, watching okay. more of it. So okay. I probably should say I've been indulging in in a bit of that. Um, but it's a trio of games I want to talk about. Is that uh, Game Pass games. Yes. Uh, some have been in Game Pass a little bit. Some are pretty new. So one is a game that Mike touched upon two episodes ago, Infernax. So Infernax is, uh, if anyone that's watching YouTube, should be pretty obvious, but it's a retro-style action platformer. Mm. Um, very heavy Castlevania, but also Zelda 2 and a bit of Wonder Boy influence in terms of, you know, you have like a hub town area you can upgrade your abilities and things like that so very nes graphics very nes graphics um but i was honestly surprised that it did have a bit of a metroidvania design i wasn't expecting that i was almost expecting it to be a level by level castlevania style or at least the original castlevanias so i was actually weirdly kind of put off a bit by that because i was ready to just play a game that i just like Plow play through, through level level to level yeah. obviously there's plenty of classic games i can play like that but i was like oh, it's actually was different than i thought and the fact that you could upgrade your abilities and things i was like hmm but oh, look it's seems pretty cool the controls felt this is not this is not a, a negative it's just again like against my expectations they felt very modern where I was oh, almost okay. expecting yeah, yeah. it to play like Castlevania. <laughs> where, it, you know, yeah. you jump and then you committed to that jump and you can't change in the air and stuff Yeah, and like I don't that. mind so, that. I don't mind that, actually. It's It depends. If the game's designed yeah. for it, yeah. There's times when... This obviously game is, is not like that. It's designed like a modern game. But I was almost like expecting one thing and it gave me another thing. But it seems mm. cool. Um, I was the opposite. Remember, I, I felt like I was expecting more of a SNES era experience. But I got an S experience, which is obviously what the game is. Mm. But the contr- it doesn't control towards. anything like an but NES it game. it doesn't at the same time. It's a weird in-between kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. a very weird in-between. So, yeah. And honestly... I, I know you weren't crash hot on it, uh, Intergot, but I appreciated the way that Cyber Shadow approached this design more because it 
it kind of had the classic design and then it just made it nicer whereas this feels like a modern game that's got an 8-bit aesthetic so um but look yeah honestly i need to get back to cyber shadow as well so that was infernox like cyber shadow i'm not like against it or anything like that i just to me it was like a seven or an eight or something like that i can't remember what i said at the time it just didn't blow me away Um, but i was very disappointed with the sales that they have had on that game like it actually shocked me it was like I thought like thirty thousand or sixty thousand or something like that. On um, on which game? Cyber Shadow. Oh, because okay. a lot of people got it on Game Pass. Hundred percent, man. I reckon. Mm, yeah. Like, but it's just like I don't know. Like I'm, you know, they obviously get a bit of like a good chunk of change from uh, Game Pass, but yeah, like game, even games on Game Pass still are selling pretty decent. Like that mm. was like wow. Okay, that's pretty pretty low. So mm. it's a decent game. People should check it out. Yep. So the next game is Shredders. So I was a little excited to try this. I, It's a snowboarding game. It, ah. And I could be wrong because I'll explain why. It felt more arcadey than a sim or anything like that. Um, but I do love, you know, there's some snowboard games I've loved. I love the skate games. It's nothing like the skate games. Obviously, there's skateboarding, but in terms of like the gameplay style. Mm. But I was like, you know, this this looks cool and everything. It's a it's a pretty small developer. It seems like a pretty bare bones game from what I've played. I could be wrong because after about an hour, I honestly put this down. It just didn't click with me at all. Something about the controls, I just never gelled with mm. me. Um, because it's on Game Pass, I think then it gives people that have a subscription a good chance to just try it out. But mm. it does have a... The way that it handles the tutorial, I feel, is just does a game a bit of a disservice because... It's just it's it's just odd. Like it's really oddball game. It's not what I was expecting at all. It's not like an in your face extreme game or a sim game. It's like almost like a quirky game, the way they handle like the characters talking to each other. It's just really bizarre. Like um, horizon kind of level of talking? Forza Horizon kind of, you know. I'd say a bit better than that. Forza okay. Horizon, <laughs> like like I had Thank to God. mute that game. That like that's, it wasn't that literally bad. Literally had to mute that game. It wasn't game. that bad, but um What is up with writing in games? It's so horrible. Like so horrible. Like I have thoughts, but I want to talk uh, about okay. it. Yeah. So look, I wasn't feeling it, but I think it's it's worth a try. Um but yeah, it didn't didn't click with me. The the last but game I'll talk before about. Before you move on, because it just triggered my memory. What the hell happened to Riders Republic? Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, it launched like, that came and out. no one, <laughs> no one talked yeah, about that game. It launched and and no one gave a shit. That's so cool. including heard... including myself, and I was kind of interested. Yeah, you in were, it. but that's why I, I kind think... of like was like, wait a second, did that come out? Because you would have said about it. I think the problem with me is that I I say stuff and then I go back on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it scored. No. Like, I mean, Metacritic's not everything, but it it got like seventy nine. It's not terrible. It's like, not, by what I've heard and what I've some people playing again, the game seemed all right. Yeah. But I think for me, it just didn't. Like, not only did I forget that game exists, or do I forget it exists all the time? But you know, like I just, it's never slot into any kind of like my gaming habits or yeah. anything. To go, okay, yeah. I'm going to go buy Riders Republic. Um, so yeah, maybe sorry, if, if, it, it, just, if it, it gets no out weapons. of yeah. Mm-hmm. If it gets added to Game Pass, then uh, that's probably a good uh, one to try it on there. So. Or when Microsoft buys Ubisoft, so oh god, don't joke about that. It's probably you would love happen. that. You'd have the cha- the whole table would be raising if that happened. Dude, I think you forget that Assassin's Creed isn't all of Ubisoft. So, <laughs> all right. Oh, 
So the last <laughs> game that I'm going to talk about is this trio is a game that has a much higher profile than uh, those first two, which is Tunic. Ooh. So the this, this game got surprise drop a surprise drop and release on Game Pass after having years of hype. It's just really kind of strange. Ashen did the same thing, but this game had more hype to it. Like this was the one of the biggest talked about games when it got revealed at E3 2017. That's how long this game has been in production. And it's just kind of like, okay, it's out. So uh-huh. it's like not saying that's a it's a horrible thing, but it just feels like to not even announce it like it just feels like a weird way to do it, but whatever. This is um Chinix from the Canadian developer by the name of Andrew Shawdice, I think his name is. So most of apparently most of the game was done by him just as a sole developer but i think he did get support by publisher finji so finji published chicory overland night in the woods so a bunch of games that um, people love um this game is absolutely gorgeous as sick so uh, yeah so this this game that's been known about for a long time mike but it's it's <laughs> like it's subtle shame i'm surprised you, i'm surprised you didn't know about Chicory, <laughs> but that's all good what um so it's gorgeous it's got great music but it has a very different feel and tone to what i was expecting a lot of reviews are also echoing this not in a bad way it's just different um i a lot of people say okay it's like it's a zelda style game blah 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 this feels a lot closer to something like death store than zelda like this is not yeah this is this is death store isn't it it's just renamed or (laughs) so but the the game is very mysterious like way more than something like death's door (laughs) it's almost got like fez and hyperlight drifter style of okay there's it doesn't the game doesn't tell you anything Mm. on purpose it's obtuse by design um so much so that you actually and i love this you as you walk around and it's right at the start so it's not spoiler like you collect pages of the actual video game manual yeah, and the right. manual is like a classic manual, that, but it's written in a different language. So oh. you have to like follow on by the pictures, and it's really cool. I really love that. Um, I th- I'm still very early. I'm only like an hour and a half in. I really like this game. Uh, it's not easy, though. Um, they do have accessibility options for people that struggle. Apparently, it gets really oh, tough. Neither is life. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not easy. That's interesting. Because you're, no, like, not you're easy like a god gamer, so it's like... Well, yeah, I, even Death Door is like a lot harder than a Zelda game, so... I'm I'm also going off the back of a lot of what I've heard about the late game of this of Tunic that it is does get very difficult as well. Mm-hmm. But they have like yeah. they have ridiculous accessibility options like you literally cannot die and stuff if you struggle on a certain thing. It but, does look like the same engine from like Death to Door. I'm, I'm I'm by the way, I'm like super keen to play this game. Hmm. But it does like it amazes me how much it does look like Death Door. Like with hmm. a different I, theme, but like just the effects and everything, it, it's really interesting. Yeah, I think it's... it. I, I feel it is prettier, um, but it's also more colourful, which it's it's more colorful, probably yeah. probably impacts me saying, oh, it's a nicer-looking game, Death Store. Death Store looks nice, but yeah. but yeah, I'll definitely get back to that. But that was... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. And I did actually play a lot more Game Pass games, but I'm only covering those three this week. So I'll get to more over the, the coming uh, month. I feel like we should just do a video one time of you going... Like, I'm going to rank 50, or like, I'm going to do a tier list of 50 Game Pass games because you've played so many. <laughs> Microsoft, chill the fuck out with the Game Pass games. Like, I literally <laughs> have a, us so my spreadsheet. I've had to start referencing some, like, other spreadsheets people have created. I'm like, oh my God, there's like five new games I didn't realize have been added to PC Game Pass yeah. only. And I'm like, now I have to go play bloody Total War 3 or something like yeah. some F1 RTS. 21. 
yeah f121 it's like oh my god now which is fine right is I'll, I'll try it but it's like chill out with the fucking game release i can't keep up <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm Tunic's, what a problem to have tunic's on my list because it's uh, like interestingly people are like oh i could sneak into a game of the year nomination i was like really jeez okay right. that's a big call got 85 I mean, on metacritic which is pretty decent i have no idea if it's that good but it seems good. cool I mean, They're if calling I it Zelda like... Souls. I'm like, ugh. Okay. Honestly, honestly, it doesn't feel too far off that. I wanted to avoid <laughs> okay, saying okay. anything about cool. Souls. But Souls-like. Yeah, anyway. Souls-inspired. Yeah. But... And it could, it could end up being Game of the Year. I mean, if I think back of some a game like Fez, I would have It could be Fez Game, game of, the of the Year back then. <laughs> In the same year that well, Elden Ring came out. I think well, Elden Ring is like got the mantle right now. It's funny that... There is, I don't think there's anything that, unless they have Sex, Sextress idiot. 2 that comes out as an official product. Electric Boogaloo. Nothing can beat it. What were you going to say, Sweeney? No, I was just saying, like, there's there's a lot of the, the words Elder Ring popping up in tunic reviews, and I'm like, why? Why are you doing that now? Oh. You moved on from Souls to Elden Ring, like... Uh, why? Like, also, why? I just don't understand people releasing games near Elden Ring. Kind of, you knew what the hype was, you just... Uh, I don't know. And also, by the way, I would just delay the game. I don't care. If I was going to, you know, like, release my game two weeks after Elden Ring, and then Elden Ring comes out and gets, like, 97 on Metacritic, I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm going to push it out for, like, a month. I'm delaying it. Especially with Tunic. There's no doubt there's, like, cereal boxes being printed with Tunic on it. They have to be in stores, like, you know, a lot of AAA releases that can't move the dates and things. Yeah. To just shadow drop it, but eh, anyway. That's yeah, because it, it seems weird. Because the last thing I just want to say on that, it just seems weird because that's the kind of game I reckon if you released maybe four to five weeks after Elden Ring, that's around the time that a lot of people are like, oh, I'm moving on. You know what I mean? Hmm. And th- those players, it's like, hey, you've just experienced this. You want to try something similar but different. But yeah, it's just, it's so been overshadowed. I- I've actually been looking forward to seeing this game drop and then it just drops and I didn't even notice it. It didn't pop up in hmm. anything because. Everyone's just banging on about Elden Ring every day, so it's just all getting washed out. But um, let's jump into the news. So we're starting with a somewhat surprising update on The Veil has finally been lifted on the Wizarding World open world action RPG Hogwarts Legacy. So this was announced officially back in September 2020, is long rumoured for a long time, uh, and it has already suffered one delay. I think we're all sort of wondering that this was going to be delayed again, but no, they're saying it's coming out holiday 2022 on all platforms, including the Switch, which is interesting. So it's developed by Avalanche Software behind Toy Story 3 and Disney Infinity series and published by Warner Brothers Portkey Games label. Uh, initial impressions, Mike, have you watched, you watched the State of Play, right? I have, and holy moly. So I am not a... To Harry Potter. put a bit of context onto this, I'm not a Harry Potter fan at all. I read You're a JK Rowling book. fan, but not a Harry Potter fan, right? I, no, I'm not a fan of any <laughs> of the whole thing. And it's not because they're not good books or anything like that, or because the characters aren't have great. Have you read them? I, think, I have. I read Harry, oh, okay. the first <laughs> and the second book. Oh, okay. And you didn't like yeah, them? Totally. Yeah, totally. No, no, no. I think because I read them much later in life, yeah. and... By that stage, I had I had already read books like Magician. I played a shit ton of games. Come on, we were already more... all old by the time these game these books That's came out. That's the thing. <laughs> well, I feel like well, we were old enough that I had already read a lot of way more mature stories before that, so I just didn't get into Sextress. it as much. You, you were a changed exactly. man after that. I was a changed man after that. 
So, and that so was I'll say that. However, however, in saying all of that, it this looks spectacular. This looks amazing. Mm. It, it looks like something that even if I'm not into Harry Potter, I want to give this a crack. It just looks so good. And it's hard to kind of judge what the gameplay is going to be like. You can to the extent of, oh, I can see you can brew potions and it's probably going to do this and it's going to do that. And you can sort of see the abilities that you are. And no doubt in the game is going to be a HUD, so it's a bit different. But... But it just looks like it's solid. It, it looks like it's got a really good story, potentially. Amazing graphics for this kind of a game. Um, and I'm actually looking forward to this. I never thought I'd say I'd be looking forward, forward to a Harry Potter game. But yeah. here we are. This looks great. And before before uh, Sweeney corrects you, like I know mm-hmm. he would, um, it, like it's, it's not Harry Potter. It's in that kind of universe. Uh, of... Yeah, it's in that universe. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 I think two hundred years before the Harry Potter events and that timeline. So they've definitely tried to separate it as well. Um, yeah. So there's not not going to be any crossover or anything like that. I'm in the same camp as you, man. Like I had zero interest in this game. Mm. Like yeah, negative interest, honestly. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like this IP. We're all too old for it, and I haven't read any of the books. Like I kind of got to a point where I'm like, I'm way too old to read Harry Potter, in my opinion. I like I'm not judging anyone who does, but then I got to a point where I'm like, ah, you know, like I, I probably want to read them, but yeah. I'll read them to my kids. Right. So that's kind of like the journey I'm on now. <laughs> so probably in like, I don't know, three or four years, I'll start reading them to my eldest. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'll finally, you know, see what, you know, if Harry Potter is any good, I'm sure it's really excellent. Just by the fact that I've kind of not really heard of anyone say it's a, they're bad books. Mm. I might not love them. But anyway, getting back to this game. Yeah, it's just, it looks really like, it looks way more polished than I was expecting. Like, I don't know why, but I was just thinking, oh man, this game's going to be like really bad and really like not, <laughs> not like play well, but it looks really interesting. How about you, Swinney? Well, yeah, I guess you guys covered this about your familiarity with the, uh, I guess, the Wizarding World, Harry Potters, the Fantastic Beasts and all that stuff. Um, I've never read the books. I watched the first four movies. I thought the first two were utter shite. And the third and fourth were really good. So I probably should have read the books, but I don't think I would have ever expected to be hyped for a uh, Harry Potter-related video game. Mm. Then uh, and I'm pleasantly surprised that this game looks absolutely awesome and looks like graphically absolutely stunning. Um, this yeah, shocking running, also, right? Yeah. Now we know the state of play footage is PlayStation Five footage, and they did say that some of it is a mix of gameplay, some of a mix of, of cutscenes. But even the ones that look like it's obviously gameplay look fantastic. Um, I know that. Um, the Harry Potter video games have been a little mixed uh, in the past. Some people love them. Obviously, they also grew up, you know, reading and probably that, that helped with appreciating the games more. But I don't think we've ever had a, uh, a game in this world that blew people away. And no. That's, yeah. So I think it's it's good that people are finally getting that. They or don't even... See, I will say it seems like they're finally getting that. And, and it also is like one of those series where, you know, at least with Star Wars, there's a whole... There's all these sub series of video games in Star Wars universe where people really love it. Like the X-Wing, X-Wing series, um, you know, and then like Lego, you know, they've got their thing that they do. Like for me, at least I can't even tell you one Harry Potter game. Like it doesn't feel like any of them resonate or have like made a mark. It's all that traditional, like sort of IP. 
um, fodder that they well, put out there. I'm sure there's decent enough games, but I think well, this is going to be the first that actually cuts through to regular folk. Well, the Lego Harry Potter games are actually pretty decent. Yeah, but so... I just put that in that Lego category, right? Because you could make yeah, I know, Lego I know. X. But right? I'm just, just linking it to what you just said about Star Wars, so at least it has that. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it's There's, there's no... Um, Jedi Knight equivalent, you know, yeah. the Star Wars game. You're like, okay, that was that was the one at the time that people, are, oh my god, this game, you know. So. And then I kind of wonder, like, if this game is very successful, will they do a follow up that they actually have it set in the Harry Potter time period? Maybe that's a license to print money as well. So, well, that that's kind of what I wonder. It's like, you know, because it's very smart if that's what they've actually done here. They've made it in like a different part, so then it's not connected, and you're not going to get any backlash. And if it, if people go, you know what, the formula is great, like you know, put DLC, make a stack of money, and then you know, five years time, bang, hey, the same type of game, but it's set, and you play as Harry Potter or something like that. I feel like people go ape shit for that. Yeah, and the I think it's the community manager for I can't remember if it was community manager for Avalanche or or on the the Warner Brothers side, but. Mm. They've clarified that they there won't be microtransactions in this game, and a lot of people were almost expecting it. Yeah. You know? So that's good to know. <laughs> it's really good to know after that long discussion we had about bloody Gran Turismo Seven earlier. So. And I'm getting. I know this. I know, you guys are going to get annoyed throughout the year. I'm very carefully monitoring what games could be potentially game of the year nominees because I want to try to play all of those this year, and I feel this could be a smoky. Like, I don't know exactly when it's going to get released. If it's released in December, I think it will struggle, obviously. But if it's released in November, I think that... Because you can't underestimate the right... Like, video game journalists love Harry Potter, man. They freaking love Harry Potter and that universe. Like, they're a bit younger than us. They all read the books. Like, they have to vote on what games are going to go in there. And I just feel like this game it wouldn't shock me. Like, which is a massive turnaround in my mind. From going, oh, you know, this could be a car wreck, this game, to being like, fuck, this could be a really decent game. So, yeah, I guess we'll check it out later in the year. Uh, and for our last news story, Swinney's Worlds Collide. As this week, we've got the reveal of a new wrestling RPG called Wrestle Quest. This is sick, Swinney. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, so this was very unexpected and... Uh... It's so. If anyone watching on YouTube can see, we're talking about a, like a, pix, a pixel kind of sprite-based uh, wrestling RPG that's coming to all platforms this year in uh, Q3, developed by Mega Cat Studios and published by Skybound Games. Skybound Games is the um, publisher that's owned by Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead fame and all that. So. This game, I think, looks really cool. Um, I've looked at some of the previous games that um, Minkat Studios have worked on, and none, you know, I guess spoke out to me. It's like, okay, I remember that being a great game or anything. But this this looks cool. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of RPGs. I love my wrestling. And I just, I love the concept they've got of this. So while this game does have some famous wrestlers I get to in the moment who's mm. featuring in it, the story follows... You know, fictional characters in a fictional story, and it's following the rise of Mustacho Man Randy Santos, which I think is a great name as someone that's like a, uh, you know, like obviously modeling his his uh, character based on Randy Savage and things like that, which yeah. is cool. 
and I guess the rise, I, I'm assuming, from him, because it shows a young version in the trailer, going from being a jobber to main event superstar. So so it actually does, in terms of the actual real-life wrestlers, so it features um, Macho Man Randy Savage, as you'd expect, based on, on the, the story, Road Warriors, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake, Sergeant Slaughter, Coco Beware, Booker T, uh, Diamond Dulls Page, Jeff Jarrett, apparently more. So all wrestling icons in their own ways. So some big names there. And uh, Before you move on, like I thought all those characters are like licensed. Like, you know, they're sort of owned by the WWE or whatever promotion. Is that not the case? Or So, so a lot of, especially these older wrestlers yeah. um, and the wrestlers that have, have passed as well, a lot of them retain the rights to their characters because oh. it was kind of before the days when... They got smart and started to own the IP of the character. Well, this, this day and age, um, yeah. if you even if you're a known wrestler often and if you join WWE, they will give you a new name so they own the trademark. Yeah, that's that what stuff. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. when it comes to all these others now, there may, there may be some that have Legends deals with WWE or, or whatever yeah. that may need to negotiate. But generally speaking, um, especially, like, especially the, the wrestlers that are still with us because there are a few here that aren't um True. they can generally negotiate their own deals and okay. licensing deals and stuff like that yeah so, i was just wondering if they did a deal with wwe i was like very surprised but maybe they didn't need to so there may be for instance uh, like andre the giant i wouldn't be surprised if they if they maybe had to work with wwe on mm. on, on andre's likeness and things but yeah. just just potentially but yeah. i know a lot of the others like randy savage was not connected with WWE at the time that he passed. Uh, very bad blood there between them two. But anyway, about the game itself, um, I think it looks cool. So gameplay is turn-based um, with reaction-based kind of skills and abilities. So I like the term reaction <laughs> RPG. I think it's great. But basically, it's like Paper Mario style. I played a lot of those last year and none this year yet. So, um, But it's cool. Like, I like the fact you have to pin enemies in a battle. I guess you like get the HP down and you actually have to pin them in the turn-based battle to finish the battle. I just hope you're able to pin them all at once rather than have to like go to each enemy to do it. But yeah, I think it looks it looks really neat. Um, wouldn't have no idea if it's going to turn out to be mm. great or trash, but... I'm sure it will at least be a fun time, so I'm looking forward to that coming out. Something different. It actually is insanely like... I was listening to this podcast, and they're talking about wrestling games. Oh, it was actually a completely unnecessary podcast. And they're talking about wrestling games, how they're always like about the wrestling and not the other aspects of mm. the the sports entertainment. And, like, you know, building the hype and all that kind of stuff. And it's it, it makes me laugh that there's, like, a hype meter as well mm. in the fight it's like so, this person this is their dream game it's like here you go let's it's, see if you buy it it's such a when like in hindsight it's such an easy concept to, like mm. to mix together and i don't know if it's ever been done before maybe it hasn't it just it's been on mobile or it's maybe a japanese only game or something because a lot of wrestling games have your ability to like level your characters up and stuff but this is a very much obviously a turn-based rpg it's not a wrestling game in any way by all accounts so yeah and this is like kind of like my dream to make like an afl game that's like crossed over with another genre maybe it has to be a souls afl souls game uh, afl that. rhythm heaven game that's not too bad i like that i like that maybe i should just do an afl x and it's well actually they ran a competition for one or two years called afl x so i couldn't use that afl cross and i just mash it up with different genres but um that's the main part of the news this week but as we always do, as we wrap up the news and we will, you know, take all the, the news items that we thought, you know, we want it as a, you know, obviously we're the podcast of record. 
Um, we want to put it out there. These are important things to us. I don't know if you know this, Mike, but I had my hand at doing one min for the swim last week. I actually did not see that. I, w- I was going to ask mm. you kind of spot. I was going to be like, <laughs> so Mike, what did you think of last week's one? <laughs> it was great. It was great. You got through it again, obviously. You're still here. Um, and I failed, Mike, in the last... Really? Item. Yeah, I found it really hard. Like, I, number one, I wasn't prepped at all. Like, yeah, Swinny just he, said, do you want to do it? I'm like, all right. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. Okay, I didn't expect you to say yes. <laughs> and then I, I think I was going, okay. But I just stumbled on some of the sentences. Like, it is mm. an amazing thing of, like, the way that Swinny writes sentences, the way that I would write it is different. And I would almost rewrite it if I had to do it. Because I need to, like, say it the way that, mm. you know, my flow is. So... But yeah, it's not it was, as easy as you thought it would no, be. It's de- well, I'd never thought it was years. easy. I never said it was easy, but <sighs> Swinney makes it look easy compared to me. Um, but yeah, so like as always, Swinney, we start whenever you want to start, and you have one min, and each week we add an extra word as long as you're successful. So until you fail, and it goes back to the one minute mic. I'm just what, waiting what for Swinny. Oh, you're water, waiting for me, so. are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. What, wait, what was your segment <laughs> quickly before Swinny <laughs> starts? What? Why did you call your segment before Swinny Nothing. starts? Nothing. Nothing. Well, we didn't have a good name for it. Because I'm never going to do it, so we don't need to think about it. One All minute right. for the integral. No. <laughs> no, um, shit. All right. All right. Supermassive Games have revealed the latest horror title called The Quarry. Ashen Studio A44 Games have revealed their next game, Flintlock The Siege of Dawn. Pre-registration for Apex Legend Mobile is now available on Android. Warren Spector has confirmed that System Shock 3 is no longer in active development. Reports indicate there are talent turnover woes at Perfect Art Studio The Initiative. Gran Turismo 7 has drawn heavy criticism for its always online requirement and microtransactions. Chocobo GP has also gotten flack for its monetization model. A new trademark filing may indicate the Golden 007, GoldenEye 007 remaster is indeed happening. Konami has also renewed their Silent Hill trademark in Japan. The first round of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC tracks have been released. Xbox are removing direct Twitter share functionality from console. Three more Genesis titles have been added to Switch Online Library. Light, Crusader, Super Fantasy Zone and Treasures Alien Soldier. Little known indie hit Elder Ring has already sold more than 12 million copies and has received a major patch including the ability to mark NPCs on the map. And finally, Swinny is still yet to play it. <gasps> Damn, nice work. race through that. Uh, yeah, we're going to be up to 200 the, I looked words, over at the timer. I'm like, I've Damn. got 20 seconds left. I shouldn't have gone so fast. Yeah. I just want to correct one thing. It's not the ability to mark NPCs. The NPCs are marked on the map automatically. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Oh, I'm just trying to be correct, Swinny. Um, no one cares. The Chocobo GP... That is like, it's insane how expensive that game is. I think it's like about $70 Australian and there's like nine tracks in it. It's just like the strange, I don't know. It looks very weird the way that that game structured. Mm. So I didn't know about System Shock 3, I must admit. Yeah, like it's, I think it's it's pretty telling now that we hadn't heard about it in so long as well. Um, Which look, honestly, I'm okay with because if it was... in development hell anyway, then I, yeah. I prefer a studio in the future to probably just have a fresh go yeah. at that game anyway. So. And do yeah. it justice. Amazing games. And we've also got... Um, oh, man, I've totally just blanked on the guy's name who behind um, Bioshock. Bioshock. Shit, what's his name again? Levin? Le- no. Ken Levine. Ken Levine. Ken Levine. Ken Levine. That's it. Yep. Like, his game is also in development hell, so mm. who knows how that's going. I'm mm. going to be fascinated about that. And there's another Bioshock game coming out. That could be even like this year or next year. It's very weird time and space for those uh, titles. 
All right, let's jump into Swinney's review of Elix 2. Yes. So this week, or actually the last couple of weeks, I took a trip back to the wild, wonderful world of Magalan in the follow-up to Piranobyte's 2017 RPG Elix. What a surprise called Elix 2. So the, <laughs> the question that I guess I had to answer for myself as part of this review was, was it worth putting Elder Ring on Ice to to play this game? Which I did. Um, this game came out about five days after Elden Ring. So that is the reason why I have not played this game. And I've said that multiple times the last couple of weeks. So probably going to repeat a few things here in this as part of this review. But So for Elix 2, for anyone yeah, that doesn't know, is an open world action RPG with a very heavy focus on narrative choice, factions, quests, exploration and world building. It obviously has combat in it, but the big focus is on that world building and the narrative side of things. As for Piranha Bytes, so they're a German studio that was founded in 1997, and they've only ever worked on action RPGs, so the Gothic games, the Risen games. They're a small team, but they've got huge ambitions in their games. Sometimes, some people may say they go, they aim for too too much and they don't deliver on all of it, but... I, I, I never hold anything against someone that's got good ambition for what they want to do, especially as part of a video game. But for me, so my experience with Piranha Bytes games actually didn't start at the Gothic games. I still haven't played the first three Gothics. Um, I played the fourth one, um, which is here, Arcania, but that's not made by Piranha Bytes. So that was not my first Piranha Bytes game. My first one was the Risen series. And this is a copy I had to import from the UK because Risen was banned in Australia, unfortunately. Refused classification. So, very good game. Honestly, that's where... This this game, the very first Risen game, is what made me fall in love with what Piranha Bytes do. It's probably... The second one's probably my favourite game in that trilogy, but something about... There was just something magical about the way that they craft their worlds and craft their quests that... Honestly, made me a lifelong fan, and I will now buy, you know, unless they obviously do something horrible, I will probably buy any Piranha Bytes game on launch for full price because they're the kind of developer that I want to support. They're fairly, you know, they're, they're very small and everything, and it's like they're the ones that really need it. So, but as I said, it just had that special magic that resonated with me. Um, and after Resident 3, then they announced, okay, we're going to create, make this game series called Elix where it's a mix of like modern day, but with sci-fi as well as like fantasy elements. So it's kind of very, you know, very mixed kind of setting, but it was intriguing to me. And I picked up Elix on on day one, but it didn't click with me right away. Um, honestly, it's a game that took me a while to to enjoy. And it's a game that I didn't end up loving. I definitely didn't love as much as the the Risen games. It definitely, I saw the potential for it, and that's why when uh, last year when they announced that they were working on Elix 2, and it wasn't long time, well, long, I think it was just after E3 that they announced Elix 2, so not a long time between announcement and, and the release recently. I was very hopeful that they would obviously bring some of that magic back in that I, that I felt was missing, and I'm very happy to, to, you know, reveal that I think they did it. I think they really... This is a, a true sequel in many ways. I think they've improved on everything, um, with one big exception, which I'll get to as part of uh, you know the rest of the stuff. Can I ask a question? You say they brought the magic back. Did they bring the tech back as well? 
They brought the modern day back as well, Mike. They brought it all back. Just no. Check it. no, but I think that just there was something about Elix that just didn't click, as I said, click with me. And I think this game has that. So, but this game is definitely not for everyone. So, I'll, and I'll get some of the reasons why towards the end. But in terms of the story of this game, it is one of the most important aspects. So I want to touch on it a bit. This is a direct sequel in every way. In terms of narrative, if you haven't played the first Elix game, you're going to be so lost, especially at the start. Piranobites assume that you know the events of the game. They assume you know the characters. They don't. It's they kind of do a mini recap at the start, but it's not the kind of recap that I expect new players to get everything they need out of it. And so it's basically you're dumped into the sequel and it picks up, um, I think it's at least a few years after the events of the first game. So you play as Jax, the same character as the first game. He's a former commander of what's like an emotionless faction called the Albs. They were the villains of the first game. So through you spent the whole first game kind of becoming more human as you, as you, you know, progress through the story. And this game picks up with you in isolation, frustrated that... You save the world basically at the end of the first game and then you learn that there's a threat of an alien invasion. And then apparently you go around telling everyone they don't believe you. It's like, motherfucker, I just saved the world and you don't believe me that aliens are coming. It's like, you bastards. And so he's living in isolation because people just don't um, aren't listening to him and surprise, surprise, the aliens invade. So that's where this game picks up as the aliens basically invade and you're on a quest to basically unite all the factions of the people of, of Magellan to take on this alien threat. And they're, like, literally, they've started taking care of the world already. So, um, now the aliens are called the Skyans, but what's really weird is they kept changing the name of these aliens in the, not in the spoken dialogue, because every, every line is voiced in this game. But in the text, sometimes it was Skyhand and someone was like, Skyanid? I'm like, what's going on? So someone forgot to like do the finer replace on all the text lines. So that's, that's so something awesome. they, can, they can obviously easily patch, patch out. Yeah. But, and this is a, like... It's something you'd expect from a European studio, right? Yeah, it's just like the main enemy name, you know, the main faction, the villain <laughs> names. It's a bit weird. But anyway, it's a small thing. It was all, honestly just gave me a bit of a laugh when I, I saw it. It's not a huge thing or anything. But what I like is that they... Because you're super powerful at the end of Elix 1, and every RPG, with some exceptions, will generally start you from zero. And this game does that as well, but that's a, they came up with a narrative way to explain why you're so weak okay. now. Is it a spoiler so, to tell us? No, it's literally the opening cutscene. Okay, so cool, it's cool. not a spoiler. What is it? So you basically get poisoned by these enemies. Not poisoned, but it's like they infect you, and then so you're like left for dead basically and, and you get rescued and you're so weak and you need to be like regain all your powers and stuff and it's like it's ridiculous but it kind of works and I'm like okay that's my fair play I, they explained why you're why you're basically level one now you know so. i kind of wish sometimes games would just go look let's be real this is a video game <laughs> we're not going to talk about this again you know this is a metroidvania yes samus has no powers again okay we're not going to have some bullshit excuse let's move on we won't talk about this again <laughs> and then just move yeah. on um, the only plot point I'll kind of talk about, um, other than that, is you, um, you, f- you, you had a child with one of the other party members from Elix One, uh, and the child's called Dex, which I thought was funny because it's like he's Jax, but Dex. You're an RPG. The word Dex means <laughs> you literally have an attribute that is dexterity, and your kid is called Dex. So it's pretty funny. But I talked about factions. So factions are such an important part of this game it wasn't the first one but this one i feel probably even more 
they not only play a huge part in the side content of the game, but also the main quest of the game. So it's all about winning the trust from the people. And so you basically, there's five different factions in the game you can join, and you can only join one of them, but there is a, some weird stuff that happens. Um, but they've each got their own massive amount of quests. So they've got their own hub area, and there's a lot of quests that you do to, like, be able to join them and then a lot afterwards as well so you're not going to be able to play through all the the faction quests unless you you know do some some manual saves and stuff but what's actually what i like is there's some factions so for instance you've got the clerics they're like the techno religious freaks who worship an aborted rocket that was meant to save the world before the comic right whatever right there's some cool faction cool ideas and stuff but they actually they were super powerful in the first game and they've kind of lost they've been taken down a peg they're like living in ruins now um, they get poisoned by they did yeah they aliens. get poisoned but um but basically to gain to gain their trust to be able to join their faction you have to join their rival faction as a sleeper agent and play through all their quests and then at a certain key point you actually have to like you can actually betray them and i That's really like cool. that yeah, i really like really this cool. isn't just like they did some really cool stuff with that but um, also, when you join a faction, it unlocks a um, a skill tree specific to that faction. So I joined the Berserkers, and that gave me access to some of their cool spell abilities and things. On which... top of your normal skill tree that I guess yes. every character Yes, has. so okay. it's like it's... And you... Be, I'll explain how you like level up and stuff in a second, but yeah, there's like a trainer that is part of the berserkers that taught me all those new abilities. But you have to join them first, and and as you level up ranks in the faction, you gain unlock new stuff you can do as well. But I talk about quests, and I mentioned a bit of this last two weeks. Um, but you know, it's, I'm revealing, so I might as well cover some of it now. That this is this is why I love Piranha Bytes, the way they do their quests and the way they design their quests. And there's so many cool quests in this game. There's some that are just literally fetch quests. But when you've got a game that has like hundreds of quests, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get that. Um, but the way that they weave these quests together, so for instance, they'll make one quest without you knowing, trigger progression in another quest without you knowing it, and you're like, oh, that's why I couldn't do that thing because it was relying on this thing to be done first, and it all makes sense. And at no point are you like, I just, I don't understand what's happening here. It's kind of it all links together really, really well. Um, but what I love is that you actually you hear NPCs talking about the like outcomes and consequences of the quests you do. So for instance, and again, like this is not really spoilers, it's just talking about some quests. Like there was a quest I, where I stole a valuable logbook from one of the faction leaders, right? And I came back to talk to him and he was talking to his guards about, hey, my, my logbook got stolen. You guys have to go and find this in the town, in the city. And I should actually follow the guards and they're talking to all the different people about who are oh, we have to find this and still and it's, that's not a quest it's just wow. they've added this flavor text of characters that go off and do stuff not every quest does this but yeah still, that's awesome the, the care that they put into that stuff um another one so i took on a mission from an underground leader of the outlaw faction which is like the scoundrels thieves and stuff and it was uh, i can't remember if it was a main quest but it was a pretty important quest and i completed and hours later i was walking through a town and i had someone approach me and they're like thanks man you took this guy out he was like causing my life so many issues blah 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 and he like gave me these these rewards and things just randomly not randomly as in like it's not part of the quest the quest is finished then hours after that i was walking through some broken down like wooden structure and a trader calls out to me he's like hey dude come over here i went over there and he's like 
that dude was my paycheck. Like, and you killed him. Like, what did you asshole? And Sick. then he attacks me. He attacks <laughs> me. And that, again, that's not a quest. It's just the outcomes. That's awesome. I just love that stuff. And that's the kind of magic of this game is just the way they do their quests. But um, unfortunate thing with the quest, though, is the main campaign's pretty good until you get to the last, say, third then what they generally do, because at that point you're amassing power, you've connected all the factions together and now you're having to take it to these aliens, they start chucking lots of missions that are just go here and kill 30 aliens or go here and... And sometimes I've got a mission where it's like kill 30 enemies and they chucked three of them at me at once in three different locations. So all it is is just going and fighting enemies and it's like, look, narratively it makes sense, but they just they keep doing it and it just feels like I don't padding? know. If, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's padding or they ran out of ideas, but it just feels like because there's no other quests in the game that are that extreme in terms of go and take out this many enemies all the time, and it's just so many close together. Um, so that that wasn't great. But look, it's it's not, it's a black mark on an otherwise really good campaign. So I'm not going to kind of get to that, complain too much about that. Mm. But I talked about the world. So this world, the map is based on the same air, uh, same world as Ilix One, but they shift the map over a bit. What so, shift as, in? as in, like literally, if you think of like a Grand Theft Auto map, um, assume there's not a not an island or a, let's say it's a Grand Theft Auto hmm. map, oh, then yeah. you shift it across like half, like I don't know, like all the way over. So half okay, is crossing yeah. over half. So you still experience some of the original world, but then it's a whole different exactly. Okay, but yeah, cool. Also, at the same time, there's like they redesigned it so it's not exactly the same. It honestly feels like an entirely new map, which is great because you mm-hmm. otherwise it's not like they're reusing it. But they do have some major locations. For instance, there's a massive location called the Fort, and in the first game, it was controlled by the Outlaws, and it was like a deserty area. Uh, and then it got taken over by the between the games by the Berserkers, who are like these tree loving people that grow plants and stuff like that they, they basically terraform the world back with grass and plants That's and stuff cool and so they've taken over the fort so it looks like a lush green place now so it's yeah. really good in terms of world building but uh the charm of this game outside the quest is just exploring it's just okay i'm just gonna i haven't checked this corner of the map i'm just gonna go down there and you'll find secret items like 100 percent. like there's something everywhere that, that hidden in every air place you find a random quest and things like that. And I'm not saying that's unique to this game, but it's, part of that's just the fun of it. Like, this is almost like a, a loot looting game, a loot RPG, where you're just walking mm. around finding finding stuff. And sure, I don't need all those coffee mugs, but I've got unlimited inventory space, so I'm going to pick up bloody everything. So, um, But yeah, and it's got a cool hub area that you go back to and all your party members and stuff. But Can I say, that still, to this day, shits me the most about Skyrim. Because I just collect everything, and then I'm like so heavy I can't even move. I'm like, ah, oh, shit! Yeah. I have to go drop these cups and plates that I'm picked up for no reason. That's why you get a mule. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. That's why you get a follower to come with you. Yeah, mine died and never came back. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lydia, damn it! Yeah, I don't know. So if that's yeah, an accident. Unlimited inventory space, which sometimes feels ridiculous and immersion breaking, but who cares? It means I can loot yeah. my heart. It's a video life. game. Get over so, it, people. One of the the. I've got to talk about the bad stuff now. Um, no. I mentioned someone tuning into this Elix 2 review. It's like, now the bad stuff, like however minutes in, like, shit, this game's great. It's 20 minutes in, there's no bad stuff yet. The combat in this game is, is not good. Um, 
pre-release, there much hype was given to the fact that they're improving the combat from the first game. Mm. I never thought the combat first game was great. But I never thought the combat in the prison games wasn't was that wasn't that bad as well. This theme somehow even feels worse. I know it's not technically worse, but something about it, especially in the first like 15, 20 minutes. Um, honestly, this just has one of the worst starts to any game I've played, and it will put so many people off from a co- gameplay standpoint, but also just really awkward cutscene transitions and everything. But the the combat just feels wonky like all the time it does get better as you level your character up and get abilities and you know it, it's basically combat split between like aerial co- so sorry range combat and melee combat but and then later on as i mentioned spells and things like that but basically for most of the game you're probably going to be using either ranged or melee and ranged feels all right feels pretty good i like it melee feels like shit a lot of the time um mm. and so it kind of it's just it's unfortunate that You've got other European RPG developers like Spiders improving game to game. I really think that... Because there will be an Elix 3 unless the company goes out of business because they set it up in this one. Um, and they seem to do like their trilogies. Um, they, I think they really, really need to get someone to have a, a much better go at the combat in the, in the third game. But they did add aerial combat in this, which I think is a cool addition. Because you have a jetpack in this game. I forgot to mention That's that. That's cool. Uh-huh. Um, and... Jetpack ranged combat is great because you when, when you unlock the ability you can hover in, in the spot yeah, so I can fly up, hover, and then just rain down shotgun fire on, on the bastards below. <laughs> but you can actually use melee in the air as well, and that feels just awkward. That never <laughs> felt right. That's um, like it, so hard to fine tune. Oh, Jetpack like, oh, melee combat. <laughs> I'm not saying it was an easy job for that one, but it almost felt like they over overreached on that one. Um I think it <laughs> So theme. yeah, but look, it's a, it's a shame that that part of the that's gameplay, right? Um, it's a shame that feels so off at times mm. because this game has so much else to offer. Mm. Um, but look, I'll I'll touch on a couple of other things um, before we wrap up. Um, the, I love the RPG systems in this in terms of the way you build your character. It's nothing new, and I think it's fairly sense the same as Elix One, maybe tweaked, but basically. You level up, you get attribute points, and you get skill points. So you've got five attributes, but those determine what equipment you can equip. Like, you know, okay, you need X amount of strength or whatever. Um, but it also indicates what skills you can learn. So you need 20 intelligence or 50 cunning to be able to learn a skill, but you just don't unlock it yourself. You actually have to find trainers in the world. And then they basically you give them money as well as use the skill points to be able to learn those abilities. But the cool thing is once you've met them, you can mark the ability you want and it will highlight all the trainers in the world that you, and you can just go to them. So it's fine. I actually yeah, like it. Cool. It's got a narrative hook on how you mm. build your character. I'm actually learning how to lockpick something from an actual thief, you know. So, um, but yeah, so I quite like the way that they do all that side of the systems. Presentation-wise... This game looks much nicer than Elix One, but it's not going to wow people. You know, the character models can look rough at times. They're not horrible, but this is not a AAA game. So temper your expectations in regards to that. The world it actually looks look nice. pretty good to me, by the way. The world looks the nice. Yeah, the mm-hmm. world looks pretty nice, and especially when you're flying over by jetpack and stuff. Um, music-wise, it's pretty forgettable for me. Sound effect-wise as well. 
but the voice acting the voice acting's not bad especially the main character is really good they recast him from the first game i think you're gonna hear his voice a lot of this game so <laughs> i think they 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 got that right thank god um but in terms of performance this game is pretty spotty uh it's can get a little rough it's not horrible it basically hovers between 30 to 60 i'm sure it's probably somewhere in between as a, an average that's a, but it's a huge difference <laughs> yeah no but i'm saying it's like there's times when it definitely feels 30 and there's times when it definitely feels 60 yeah. does that make sense it's yeah, like yeah, it makes i didn't sense, no. i don't very, think very digital foundry is doing a special on Elix I, too, I'd love so to <laughs> um, i'm sure there's someone's done it i'd say let's if do you, it let's do it <laughs> i honestly i got used to it but it is very inconsistent so mm. if, I would assume that PC is much better with that, so it's probably the platform to play on it in terms of technical performance, definitely. From a grunt edit. <laughs> a couple of last things before I wrap up. Um, the character arcs and interactions are generally great, but there is a huge issue with the game, and I can't explain it because it's a huge spoiler. Okay. Mm. But it leaves you with this scratching your head and just wondering, did they completely forget to finish this part of it because it's like such a major plot point and it impacts two major characters in the game and they don't talk about it to each other mm. like massively like you're like everyone like everyone else i've seen talking about this game that have completed it, like wait what the hell happened they didn't even talk about this <laughs> um and the difficulty it's it's a pretty tough game. I actually had to ramp the difficulty down as I went. Um, the enemies feel like HP sponges, especially at the start of the game. Um, so I think some people might feel that it's a bit unforgiving in that regard. Not in like a Dark Souls way, just in a way of this combat's really time. rough and I'm sitting here hitting an enemy for like a minute. Um, so that's a that's stupid and yeah. But look, overall, to wrap up, um, if you can't die, I do love this game. I think it's fantastic. It's honestly... I played the first three Gothic games. It's it's my favorite game they've made, um, Piranha Bytes, and I look forward to going back to those early three because especially Gothic Two is the one that people always talk about, even though they're obviously pretty old now. It this game's definitely not going to win any awards, and I think that you know scores that you see in the sixty to seventies are pretty fair and pretty like it's a game that is very flawed. That's what I wanted to ask. The Metacritic seventy four. Do you feel like that's fair or? Oh, that's look. That's definitely fair. Okay. Um, I think well. that yeah. So, but to me, like I said, this won't win any awards. But because there's no awards like best quest design or best world map junk looting simulator, you know, they're the kind <laughs> of things that make this game really fun to play. But don't don't they don't never show up on yeah. your mm. end of year list and stuff. Um, well, they should this year. Yes, maybe. So <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be our game of the year. It's best. It's a sh- yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame that games like this go missed. Honestly, even though it's not for everyone, because people often can't look under the surface or they can't forgive the jank of a game when there's so much else that it has to mm. to, to present to people. Mm. Um, so I appreciate my girlfriend. She she looks beyond this. Ugly <laughs> <mark>. <laughs> I thought you were saying <laughs> the other it's... way for a second. <laughs> I thought no, no. the exact same. Oh, the way no, you well, frame no, that no, made no, me no, think no, you no. were talking about my girlfriend's like no, Elix too. <laughs> The way. Um, this also has probably <laughs> the best and best reward I've ever gotten for completing a game before ever. Okay, like I'll, a I'll, I might explain it after. I don't want to spoil it for people. Yeah, yeah. Well, was it's it? it's worth completing the main quest for this alone. Trust me. Really? Um, <laughs> I yeah, somehow doubt that. Oh no! This like this this reward is amazing. Okay. Um. So look, the, 
very final thing I'll say is Elder Ring and Starfield better impress me <laughs> because currently this game is sitting know, at the top of my, my list. But Can't I also after, haven't played. After hearing this no, review, no joke, no uh, joke. This is one. This is an awesome game. I loved it. But you're saying 74 is fair. That makes no sense to me. Do you think Elden Ring's going to be 74? No, I'd say fair for the general public. Okay, not, you, you, not you understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I yeah. get, I get. For you, so, this is a what? A 95? I'd say this is probably a 90 or so for me. Okay, okay. Um, but look, who would I recommend this game to? If your favourite part of Mass Effect was exploring the Citadel and completing like quests mm. in a large hub area and just spending hours just doing quests that may just be dialogue, this game would probably be a good fit because that is what you're doing okay. in this game. This, but this is also a game for patient RPG fans because you know ones that favour like those branching storylines and stuff over polished gameplay or like fluid combat. So I'd say the, the storylines that are finished. The, or... Well, that look, that was one exception. Enemy it was a big, it was a big one, unfortunately. <laughs> it was a big one. Sorry. But um, this, yeah, look, I'd say this is a patient RPG game as game. Okay. 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 But you definitely are. So. Interesting. Yeah. I'm now fascinated by the end of the year with our game of the year voting or what. However, we do yeah. it. You might. Put there is someone. no. There is no oh. way in hell I could ever convince you guys to choose Helix Two over Elden well, No, no. But you might <laughs> vote number one. Year. You might vote at number one. It might be rank three. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And you know? I will play. Can I borrow your copy? If you can, if I can borrow your copy, I'll. Get a <laughs> only, only if you beat Steel. Helix One first. Uh, that 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 to me is a bizarre decision that they've made it so it's not easy for anyone to just jump into it. <laughs> like it's that's not, so it's weird. Not at all. Like Horizon, I know that's a triple A game. They've got stacks of QA time, playtest time. They've got like a whole introduction to the game to get you up to speed, mm. so you don't feel in the dark at all because it's a direct continuation as well, right? But that does feel like a bit of a minimum <laughs> to do. If if anyone's still listening to this and haven't played the game yet. I would recommend if there's a, any videos, I don't know if they exist, that summarize the storyline mm. of the first it game. Probably would be, yeah. I would 100% True. recommend that one. before you play this. So. I do, I definitely do that for some games. Like, I'll just like, just to make sure I'm catching up or like understand what the hell is going on, mm. the context. Mm. Sometimes yeah. I find like them to be useful for games I've actually played. <laughs> I'm like, oh, now I get like some of the story that I did that went over my head. Mm. So, or like games of some other year games. Mm. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I need to just watch a Chrono Trigger playthrough. <laughs> Speaking of which, next week. So, who knows what's going to be on the show? We can't make any promises anymore. No, it could be Chrono no. Trigger. It could be A Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin review. It could be an Assassin's Creed uh, Ragnarok review. Who knows? And Tiny Teen in Wonderlands. Isn't that out next Friday? Yeah, I won't be playing that till like 2024. Oh, really? Let's get real. I, th- Let's get real. I, I thought you were hyped about that. I'm hyped, yeah. but I, I've talked before. All Borderlands games, I'll wait until they've done like they've, they've got all the DLC released already and mm. stuff. So. Makes sense. And you know what? I've now set myself a target. You know, I was thinking about what's going to come after Elden Ring. Like this does have to end at some point. And I'm like, Lego Star Wars is coming out. Skywalker Saga on the fifth of April. It's That'd a couple of weeks ago. That's a good. I feel like I might be able to beat Elden Ring and go across to that game. So could have been the... could have been Kirby. Could have been Kirby. Kirby was not a good game. Too easy. By the way, I, I played it. I get it. It was a little easy. Yes, absolutely. A little easy. Did you get even hit? Even on the hard mode? You <laughs> Did you take... get hit? Uh, you got a little yeah, easy. No, I actually got hit. I got okay. hit a few times. But it wasn't 
Yeah, it wasn't. And this was isn't. on the hard mode. Because there's yeah, two this, modes. Yeah, that was hard mode. And this was on the hard mode. <laughs> I, read some, I, read so, I, I read somewhere that like it's the early levels. Yeah, it's definitely the early levels. Yeah, I have which, a feeling it might get harder. Like, really. Kirby games often really do ramp the difficulty up compared to the earlier levels. Mm. But, hey, it's still it. Kirby. It's still Kirby. So. Yeah, but I yeah. liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. It, it was funny. You should play it. You should um, play it. Review it for I, the yeah, I played, So I played the demo, but I don't It's coming know, out this I week. Buy it. I don't think I'm going to fork out the full price, like 70 bucks or whatever gonna, it is for it. If I'm going to buy Pokemon again. <laughs> I'm, dude, oh. I'm actually on the fence oh. of buying Pokemon. Legend really? of Arceus. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, Everyone like, keeps on raving like about it. it. Yeah, but people rave about a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> Jesus. So, whatever, man. All right, well, we, <laughs> don't know their we, own. we don't know what we're covering next week, but I'm sure it'll be something. It'll be another tier list from Swinney. It'll um, be another big week. Yeah, it'll be another big week in gaming, no doubt. Nice sign up, Sweeney. All right, that's it for now. Bye-bye. See ya. Later's.